Hey there, I'm Andrew Baxter, and this is the podcast Knowing the Unknown, a show that talks about urban legends, conspiracy theories, myths, and the secrets of the world. Welcome to another episode of Knowing the Unknown. I'm your host, Andrew Baxter, and with me always is the Harry to my Potter. Kenny Soto, what's going on, guys? It took me a little bit to think of something. I'm running out of things to call you. Yeah, it hasn't even been that long and you're already running out. You better start working <laughs> harder, bro. I know. I need to come up with some more things. How's your week been, Maine? Uh, busy, busy. I was actually, I had a trip planning to go uh, out of state uh, for three days next week, but that got canceled. So that's whatever. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, Oklahoma. What's in Oklahoma? Uh, some personal business my sister needed help with. Oh, just visiting family then? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I haven't really done much of anything. Um, I'm waiting for the stimulus to finally come. Oh, people um, that I know have already started getting their check already. I haven't gotten mine yet, but I think I might invest it. Oh, I'm going to invest it in repairs on my car, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Nothing really... Nothing really in the news other than the uh, stimulus there's nothing really else capturing um the only other things i've seen in the news is uh biden talks kind of gets a little lost there buddy <laughs> <laughs> well i mean we knew that yeah dude he his speech and uh, speech ability is worse than mine like i stutter and i fumble my words but this motherfucker fumbles his thoughts fumbles just he's like the detroit lions football team man they just let you down all the time <laughs> Uh, he's like a, a quarterback who's been sacked six times in one game. <laughs> it's like, I think he's done. But other than that, man, nothing really news going on. I mean, Johnson & Johnson is now FDA approved, so they can start putting out vaccines. Um, And then, oh, no, no, actually, uh, Biden did say that he wanted every adult to be vaccinated by, what, what was it, April? I have no fucking idea, but I'm not getting it. It was like May, April, May, something like that. He wanted every uh, adult to, to get it. So that's kind of Yo, a bold... Unless they uh, come knocking on my door and fucking tie me down to get it, I'll, I'm not doing it. Here's the thing, though. If you're going to try to make every adult have it, you need to make it fucking accessible, man. Like, it's hard to even schedule one right now, and let alone... If you want everyone to get it, it's it's hard for even some of the medical field professionals to get it. And they work in there. Yeah, if they've made it this long without it, they'd be fine. But there is a, a that I've read or that I've heard that this will be a continuous thing. It'll never go away. You know how like each year you're supposed to get a flu shot? Now they're saying that each year you'll get a flu shot and the COVID shot. Like well, it'll be... I've never had the flu shot, so I'll never get the COVID shot. <laughs> so it's they said it's going to be a continuous, ongoing thing. So wearing that mask when you're out in public might become a new regular. It might be the new norm. Uh, I'm done with it, man. Honest to God. I mean, I kind of see it as a fashion statement at this point. I I, I would wear the mask and not just because of that. I mean, it, it, it fucking stops other problems other issues i mean common colds and whatever else diseases that people might have that are contagious i mean it not only 
can prevent COVID, but it can prevent so many other things. Not to mention people, I think, are so much more aware nowadays about sanitary, you know, practices and cleaning their hands. And definitely, I mean, I honestly can say that I wash my hands more now than I used to before. You probably wash your hands now more than you wash your ass. (laughs) Well, there's no disease that goes in my ass yet. Oh, dude, uh, diarrhea is a sign, bro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that was a pre-existing condition. <laughs> All right. So continuing on with our cryptics lecture, um, we got two new more. Two what? What did I say? Two new more. We got two more new. We got two new more. We got more that's new. What the fuck? Anyways, we got more cryptics to talk about. Um, last time I went first. So Kenny will go first this time. And what we like to do, guys, is we like to present what we did our research on and give a scale number between 1 to 10, 1 being it's not true, 10 being that's fucking true, and try to convince the other person whether, you know, we think it's true or not true, or at least give our own opinion on it. So Kenny, if you want to go first, the floor is yours. All right. So uh, imagine yourself back in uh, 1577. Uh, being a Christian, you'd be uh, hanging out in your local church. Uh, let's say you're in uh, England, East Anglia, to be exact. Bungay and uh, Brethbur. I am terrible at pronouncing these places. <clears throat> but imagine you're in church in uh, yeah, 1577 in East Anglia, and y'all are uh, doing y'all's thing. You're up at the front, and you're praying uh, with your son. And... Um, you hear thunder in the distance. Nobody thinks anything of it, of course, because, you know, storms happen. And then, boom! Fucking thunder blows up. The door slam wide open. A ferocious uh, horse-sized dog comes bursting in with uh, flame-red eyes glowing and staring down the aisle. Before anyone can react, it charges down the aisle straight up to the front, snatches you up by your throat, and it kind of gives it a quick wiggle, snapping your neck, and you're basically dead there on the spot. Uh, your small child next to you, it turns to that, snatches it up by the top of its head, gives it a quick wiggle, shake of the head, and fucking dead. And then the monstrous dog just goes charging out the north door, uh, bursting through it and charging out into the darkness, never to be seen for the rest of that night, and leaving scorch marks on the floors and doors. What? What was it? The black shuck, man. The black shuck. Yeah, this was the uh, one of the most famous accounts of the black shuck appearances. Uh, it was actually recorded uh, by an abbey. I, I don't know what an abbey is. An abbey? I think that's what it was called, an abbey? The dude? Oh. Uh, like an abbot? Abbot? Yeah, maybe an abbot. Oh, that's one of those. Uh, they're like holy men, kind of like a priest. Yeah, so um, this dude recorded these events on top of that. Um, <clears throat> the scorch marks that were left on the door, you can actually go out to the exact church that supposedly happened and see them still there. Which... In the church, right yes, now. Yes, right now, today. Fly out to East, uh, in uh, England. Uh, go to uh, East Anglia. Go to this church. I cannot pronounce the name of, but I'll post it on the uh, the fan page on uh, Facebook, and you can go out there and see the scorch marks that were left behind by this dog. Now, the dog goes by a few names: uh, the Black Shuck, 
uh, old shock, shock with an O, or just shuck. The earliest recordings of sightings of this animal in, in the uh, uh, English area would have been back around uh, the 1127. Um, the name is actually uh, derived from uh, the Saxon word sucka, S-C-U-C-C-A, and it actually uh, means demon. Demon. <clears throat> so is it, is it a dog? Yes, it is, uh, and every description of it is a dog or a hellhound, which is still dog, dog. or hellhound. Yeah, but so this this would be British legend. It would be a British folklore, uh, mixed between British and Germanic. On its on, on to, also, um, there are Greek myths um, with the goddess Hect. Hect. Yeah, uh, H E H E C A T E. Hectic? I don't know. Hectic. You're the Greek person. Uh, anyway, uh, Hect, uh, this goddess uh, is known to be roaming uh, the earth in uh, moonless nights, accompanied by a pact of uh, ghostly howling dogs that match the same description as Shuck. Hmm. Now, uh, there's a lot of uh, descriptions of him. Some say eight to nine feet tall. Uh, they describe it as a large dog. Uh, others describe it as horse-sized. But um, uh, the main things that are in common, uh, black, uh, flaming red eyes, a bone-chilling howl, and uh, occasionally uh, a single eye, and some few rare occasions where it had green eyes. Hmm. Now, he's also uh, tied to uh, omen, like bad omens, saying that uh, he shows up kind of, uh, if you see him, you can expect to die or terrible tragedy to be happening in your life uh he's all he's spotted around uh coastlines in uh, east anglia uh bodies of water graveyards you know the typical hokey pokey kind of stuff you know yeah i mean a black dog has always been seen as omens kind of like a black cat but a black dog is one of those two like if you remember dude like uh harry potter one of the Harry Potter movies, um, which was English based too, Harry Potter was. Um, the Harry was always being followed by a black dog that symbolized death. There was an omen. They called it the Grim. Oh yeah, uh, he's not even always uh, tied to being um, like a bad guy. Actually, uh, there's there's tales of Shuck escorting uh, women that are trying to get home by themselves in the middle of the night. That uh, he'll show up. And kind of escort them home and protect them from dangers, along with uh, lost travelers have told tales of uh, Shuck helping them find their way back to uh, safety. So he's not a he's not a murderous, like vicious killer. Uh, not at all. I mean, there are there is the most famous tale of him is him murdering. But I mean, look, the most famous stories in our history center around war for the most part. So we kind of like violence. <laughs> That's true. We do, and you know, you know what's in what's what's kind of crazy, dude, is um that it's in England, and I know that there's a lot of English legends that have to do with dogs. Do you remember the the book that's written about Sherlock Holmes and oh, what's the hound called? Oh my God, it's gonna bother me. But anyways, it'll come to me in a second. Um, Sherlock Holmes uh, fights this dog or or he's doing research of this dog 
um and it's in the it's in the hills of of England um dang it I can't remember but the hound was supposed to be this big black thing uh red eyes um it's the hound uh, the hound of Baskerville that's what he's that's what his name is um and so it's crazy that that I think about um England has so many things that have to do with dogs and their legends. I mean, Greek does too. You know, we have Cerberus and then Norse have Fenrir, but those are kind of wolves, I guess. But so, um, um Shuck also, uh, is kind of tied to Germanic. Uh, so that meaning like, uh, Saxon and, um, uh, Vikings. Cause, uh, he's also kind of included in some stories of the wild hunt. Which is something that Odin did. <laughs> There's a story of a, a traveler uh, heading home from selling some cattle at the market, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the traveler's get trying to get home. It's getting late. He's got a wife and kid at home. These guys, he's all happy because his purse is fat. And um, these hounds come charging across his path on the road. Um, of course, some of them with flaming red eyes because uh, Shuck, I mean, yeah, they, they call it by a name in singular, but. There's a lot of references to him in plural, so it's not just a dog; it's like a pack. But they're they're being uh, these dogs are charging through the woods, and a man on a massive uh, steed, uh, clad in all black, comes out of the woods as well. And this dude's freaking out; his horse is panicking, and he's trying to calm the horse. And the guy's like, uh, "You need to hurry up and get out of here," kind of thing. And the dude on the horse is like, "What are you chasing? I haven't seen any beasts out here." And the dude tosses the man a sack. Uh, and tells him, uh, count your blessings and go home. And then he rides off into the night. And this dude, Bright, continues his way home. When he it's too dark uh, for him to be able to see what's going, uh, what's in the sack. So he just kind of goes home, right? He's like, whatever. Uh, okay, I'm just going to head home. He gets home. Uh, he tells his wife what's up. His wife, he's like, hey, uh, can you get a lantern so we can see what this man threw at me? This dude's expecting like maybe like a hair or, um, you know, some pheasant or something, you know, something to eat. And they open the sack. It's his dead child. Oh, oh no. And apparently on this wild hunt, they were actually out hunting children. What? Yeah. <laughs> why? Uh, there's no, um, the story doesn't have any explanation as to why or who. <laughs> but the wild hunt is something that Odin is said to do. To just hunt children? But I have not read anything about Odin hunting down and slaughtering kids. Hmm. So we might have to look that up. Right. So um <clears throat> there's like like you're saying, there's all kinds of tales with these dogs. And um, like in all mythologies, there's always some sort of a black dog uh with red eyes. Either a guard dog or hellhound or um a hunting hound, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I've, I've realized that. And it's, I think it's because it's, it does tie to what you were saying about it being an omen of, of death or, or something like that, which is probably what other cultures and legends and mythologies or whatever else have adapted into their own, you know? Yeah, but why would they all be adapting literally the same animal? for the same description for the same purpose maybe there's evidence behind it maybe there's 
some significance. Maybe maybe there actually is something like that that people do see. They they do see a black dog. Um, have you ever seen an omen? Have you ever felt something that you consider paranormal or or something to that degree? The closest thing I can say is uh, one time a friend of mine and I broke into our old middle school and we were skateboarding and playing with the um, <laughs> the fire extinguishers. And um, I got like a, like a chill and my hair stood up. Like, you know, like uh, when you get like uh, goosebumps or whatever. And I told mm-hmm. my buddy and we both ducked and hid and we stayed as quiet as we possibly could. And the security guard walked right by us. Oh, before you got caught? No, we did not get caught. We waited like five, ten minutes after the guard walked past us. Then we bolted out the window we got in through. That's happened to me quite a bit, man. Like, I'll, like, either get this feeling that something's going to happen or deja vu. Or or I, I know there's multiple times when, like, I've seen myself winning something and then I won something in, like, a raffle or something like that. But I saw it before it happened. Like, I don't want to say that I'm obviously I'm not a seer or, you know, I can't see into the future or anything like that. But I have had moments where that has happened. So it might, you know, it could be something like that of an omen. If I saw a black dog, let's say, um, maybe other people have seen it or know of it. Right. What if it's not a dog and it's more of um like a spirit or uh i don't even know what to say but maybe you know like a shadow you know like you say like you, you see an omen or something but maybe uh because they always make like you know like you always catch a glimpse of something out of the corner of your eye yeah. and if that's tied to a uh like sixth sense or whatever like you know like i had that kind of experience about not getting caught so what if um that corner of the eye shadow kind of uh Whatever it was, maybe the shape of it or whatever, has gotten people to tie it to a dog. Because dogs are always and forever have been known as man's best friend. So if um, it's a dog warning you of something terrible about to happen. That's true. And dogs were used as early warning systems. They put them outside of their tents or whatever else to warn them if there's someone nearby or whatever else you know yeah and i mean the red eyes if you're at night and let's say you got a campfire torch uh dog eyes tend to reflect light right yeah and they can see further and obviously have a different kind of senses than we do so yeah it's not it's not out of the realm of too crazy out there that it's something that could possibly be something i guess so what if i told you that in 2014 archaeologists discovered a a massive grave and it was a shallow one and guess what was in there dead bodies uh the skeleton of a nine foot tall dog a nine foot tall yes Jesus, that's big. And it was a shallow grave, and it was uh, it wasn't like uh, the way it was laid in there, and the uh, the way the hole was dug. You know how they can tell that shit with archaeology. I don't know how the fuck they understand it, but 
um, it was buried. Not only not only that, this dog happened to be buried near the site of um, the story I was telling by the churches, two miles away from the churches that it supposedly attacked. Wow. Okay, so that's not a coincidence. Yeah, I think the legends, um, maybe this. Um, I think some of these legends in the area could be true, and I, in my personal opinion, I think this this animal really did exist, and uh, maybe it was a breed of dog that died out. That's a good point. That is a good point. It could be like, um, I think that at one point, uh, what are those wolves called? Like dire um, wolves? They were. Yeah, I think those were real at one point too, and they that they were went extinct. And there's a lot of signs that, that point to the fact that uh, uh, the history of man goes back way further than we think it does. What if a black shuck was a dire wolf? Yeah, that is very much possible. But a dire wolf being, um, what do you call it, domesticated? It just in a different location would have been the hard part, in my opinion. Well, the Starks did it in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, All right, so wolves me- in general are hard to domesticate and they're never ever fully domesticated. So if it was a dire wolf, then it was a domesticated breed, but it still probably had its wild tendencies. That would explain the attack on the church. Because if it was happening during a thunderstorm, most dogs and animals in my uh, that I've lived with freak the fuck out when that thunder hits. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Those dogs just don't want anything to do with it. I've seen you so freak out, out when the thunder hits. <laughs> <laughs> and the lightning strikes. <laughs> Dude. All right. So give me your number. One through ten. With the black shark. I would count the black shark as a 10. I think this is something they could have really wow. wow, a solid 10. Yes. Wow. I think that's the first time you've given a 10. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, between all the folklore and uh, the fact that dogs do really exist and um, they do act as protectors and all that, and um, between imagination and firelight, I believe this animal did exist. Either this animal or a breed or a, a <clears throat> what do you call it? Um, uh, maybe it was an individual animal. I mean, we have an actual skeleton of a dog that would fit the physical description uh, based off dimensions. So, yeah, I would say it's a solid 10. You know, based off of in the beginning, I was leaning more towards five or a six, you know, just because whatever. But after, honestly, after you said that they found that, that nine-foot skeleton not too far from the church of its attack and, you know, just everything that you went over about this dog, a nine is not hard. I would give it a nine, an eight or a nine and the I mean, I'm not going to say 10 because I re- it's really hard for me to go a perfect 10. But a 9, 10, it's up there. It's 9.5. I'll do a 9.5 just because I don't want to give it a full 10. But a 9.5, man, I mean, 
whether it's an animal that you know went extinct or or was just killed off or whatever it is i i if we're talking about it from there could have been an animal like that back in the day you get a 9.5 for me all right a big ass dog big a big Not ass bad. dog not bad, Kenny. Not bad this All week. All right. So what have you got for us? Imagine yourself sleeping on a wooden ship. You're in the crew quarters. You're sitting in your hammock. You're swaying back and forth. You can hear the ricketing of each pieces of wood against whatever was holding it together as the waves slap against the side. Then you hear screaming. Blood curling, screaming, people just screaming their heads off from the top. You run all the way up to the top of the ship to see what the fuck is going on. And you see these giant colossal towers hanging over the edge of each side of the ship, falling down and smacking into the, the hull of the ship, wrapping itself around. And you realize that these aren't colossal buildings, but they are tentacles. You are now in the clutches of the biggest cryptic, the most massive cryptid, and the biggest one that you will ever hear about in legend. Cthulhu? When you talk about animals. No. The Kraken. The Kraken? The Kraken. Huh. That's right. Dude, so let me first. Uh, um, give me a description of this just, animal. What is the Kraken? Like, What is it supposed to look like? So, as of right now, when we talk about the Kraken, everybody automatically starts assuming that it's either that it's a, a, a octopus. Yeah, because of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. In Pirates of the Caribbean, the Kraken was a squid. However, there are other legends where the Kraken wasn't just a uh, uh, a squid or an octopus, but that it could have been a crab. If you remember in um, Attack, not Attack on Titan, uh, what is it? Clash of Titans? Yeah, that, that thing kind of oh, gave that... me a chimera feel. Yeah, it was more of a crab looking thing than it was a, an octopus type thing. And there are some legends of it that, that call it a crab, that said it was more of a crab than it was an octopus and it was a squid but the thing that is agreed upon in every legend out there that goes with the kraken it is a sea monster yeah so like uh, yeah. uh an ocean animal based uh chimera right or it could just be just a just a squid or just a whatever but it depends what, on what legend you always have through. tentacles but There always seems to be something regarding tentacles. Um, whichever it was, whether it was the crab, octopus, squid, whatever, but it always had some kind of tentacles. Now, that being said, the most likely candidate of what the Kraken was, was a squid, in my opinion. I think it was a squid. Squid. Um, and the reason why I say a squid um, is because today there are things, there are giant squids today. Um, the most recent giant squid was found uh, 2019, 2018, and it was 50, 52 feet long when they found it. 52 feet 
long, dude. Yeah, but you know what? And um, I can imagine, I can see the fifty-foot-long squid, but they always seem so classy. They do, but if you have something where the legends are, um, now this is how big they're saying. They're na- they never say how big the kraken actually is in any of the legends. They do say that the head of the kraken was mistaken for a small island. Now that should give you some picture of how big it is. It would swallow ships whole. It would bring them down. Um, these things, it is the most massive animal or monster that has ever been talked about in the cryptids. It's huge. It, it inhabits the darks and depths of the ocean. Now, and this is true even now, we know more about the planets in our solar system than we do about our own oceans. Yeah, I get that. So, with, with all that, you know, with, with so, so much deepest parts of the oceans that are unexplored by the human, um, is it possible that the Kraken was, or still is, at one point, still living underneath an ancient, terrifying animal that is huge, a legendary monster, but it's not actually oh, a wait. monster. It give, me could just be. give me an origin. Give me some origin. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So let's go with some origins here. Now, there are different origins depending on where you look. Um, now, most people, when they hear about the Kraken, they originally think, oh, uh, I'm going to hear, uh, what's his name? Um the guy from Taken, Liam Neeson, yell, release the Kraken, and it's Greek. But it's he says not. it with like a English accent. <laughs> release the Kraken with a side of biscuits. Um, the first writings that were ever mentioned or found about the Kraken were actually Icelandic in the 13th century. And it was actually two monsters, not one. One was led to have been the Kraken, who was a giant uh, squid, and the other one was a giant crab. So that's why you get two. So they're saying that there were two different monsters in the Icelandic version. Um, But it said that they could not coexist, that they could not live for very long because they needed too much food to survive. Now, on the other side of its origin, you have the Greek story. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to obviously go too far in depth with it, but the Kraken was a child of Hades, who was god of the, uh, you know, underworld. He was the, the bad guy, I guess. But he was god of the underworld. And he you had mean all the, the misunderstood guy? <laughs> yeah, the misunderstood. Uh, the guy who tried to kill Hercules. I mean, he was literally hair. given oh. the worst job in the world by his brother. He was tricked too. Yeah, so if you ask me, he's a victim of uh of an arrogant brother that Zeus was the bad guy. That's a later debate. But okay, so what Kenny's trying to get at actually does go in, in part with our story. Um before the gods of Olympus, you're talking Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, three brothers, and then you have all those other gods. Um 
I'm not going to go into detail about all of them, but you, you, you guys can do your own research. Anyways, before they were the gods of the world, there was another entity out there that was controlling everything, and they were called the Titans. Now, these were pre-gods. They were strong. They're, one of them's name was Kronos, who was actually um, Zeus and them's dad. I think his name was Kronos. Um, Kenny, am I right? I'm not a big fan of the Greek mythology, honestly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm right. But I know Kronos is also so, supposed to be like Father Time or something. Uh, yes, and I think that's Roman, though. It's Anyways, these, the so shit, these, dude. <laughs> these gods, um, Zeus and all of them, wanted to overtake the Titans. They wanted to take over the world. Um, but they needed help to fight back. They needed help to fight these Titans and kill the Titans. So uh, Hades actually had lots of children, and the Kraken was one of them that would help them when to defeat the Titans. They were used to to as weapons, more or less. Um, now, in Greek mythology, uh, after you know the, all the Titans were killed and everything else. The Kraken was said to have been locked at the bottom of the sea and could on, would only listen to Hades. What I want to um, know, whose uh, who's vagina got torn apart giving birth to that thing? It, they never say who, who he slept with to have the baby, to have the Kraken. It's just he was a child of Hades. So maybe Hades just made it, you know, and so it's my child, I made it. Anyways, the Kraken does die, though, in mythology. Oh yeah, the head, um, the head of what's her fuck, with the the snake, the snake, turned. Yeah, yeah Medusa. Medusa. Yeah, so Perseus, who's a demigod, um, and when I say demigod, it means half god, half man. His father was Zeus. Zeus slept with a woman, a mortal, got her pregnant, and Perseus was born. Boom. Anyways, he goes and cuts the head off of Medusa, who was another. Uh, there's a special name for it, but she was a monster uh, whose look would turn people to stone or turn anyone to stone. So Perseus cuts off her head and then uses it on the Kraken, turning. Oh, the what was that? What stone. was that story called? Uh, what Perseus? No, no, was it uh, like uh, the Odyssey or something? Was it the Odyssey? Um, kind of, sort of. So the Odyssey was more of Jason uh, and the Golden Fleece. The you know he's trying to find the Golden Lamb, um, but it's weird because they go to this island where there's a Cyclops and everything else. But Medusa also lives on that island, so they do run into Medusa, and it's not the first time. So yes, it is like the Odyssey, but. Uh, different main characters actually. Either way, I remember the Odyssey being a really good read. So if you find yourself with some free time, read it. Yeah. So that being said, the Kraken itself is said to have died in legend. Um now whether it was just that one that got really that big or whether or not, you know, there are other giant ass squid in the ocean is something different but in my opinion if i'm going to rate the kraken um it's hard 
Because if I go with the mythology of the Kraken, something that big at one point that turned into stone or something else, it's a two or three. But if I'm going to go with legends that were formed by people who lived back then, that there was a fucking 600-foot squid, whatever, that might have lived in the oceans back then, I'm going to give that an eight. I think that's very possible. You talk about today with our pollution, with our disgusting oceans, with everything else, and we're still pulling 50 feet squids out. Back then, when we didn't have it that fucking bad and our oceans were clean and shit, 600-plus feet animals living in there is not that far-fetched of a theory to me. I would give it an 8, probably a 9. Wow, I am completely blown away by that. I honestly would give it a 3 at best um i could say that yeah a kraken or large squid does exist a crab monster mm, can't really i can't really see it uh something big enough to swallow ships i highly doubt but um something 50 foot long yeah so i assume it's a regular squid that the stories as they got told got blown out of proportion bigger and bigger Exaggerated. Better sea tails. I yeah. Guess. I mean, if you're going to say the Kraken is real or an eight, then uh, Medusa's got to match that. And a fucking snake lady with snake hair that turns people to stone with her gaze. Come on now. Uh-uh. 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 That's different. No, it's all this part different. of the same. He was ki- the Kraken's killed by that. Then it, it, she should have existed too. Okay. Now, I... Uh, yeah. Okay. So what I'm trying to get at is I'm saying that there could have been a giant squid. Now, I don't believe in the mythology stories that that giant squid wasn't the son of Hades um, or any of that other stuff. But I think if we go into Medusa, then we're going down a whole different rabbit hole. Because if we say Medusa could be real, then we're saying minotaurs could be real that we're saying um, centaurs could be real because that's what that's what she falls under. She's under one of those cursed people where they share animal type uh, tendencies or whatever else. The legend of Medusa itself is actually quite good, but um, I don't think personally Medusa was ever real. There might have been a woman who's that. No, ugly. she was supposed to be super gorgeous. <laughs> that was it Zeus cheated on her, his wife with, and his wife got pissed off and turned her into the uh, curster. So the legend of Medusa, there's a lot of different ones. The one that I like the most, though, since we're on the topic, um, Medusa was originally a. Oh, God, what are they called? Anyway, she was like a prophet. She was kind of like a teacher or like a priest for, I want to say, Aphrodite or whoever it was. Anyways, for a one of the goddesses. She ran her church, ran her temple like Medusa did. And all the people were supposed to go there and they were supposed to praise this goddess. But... They would actually go to see the beautiful Medusa. They just wanted to hear her. They just wanted to see her. 
So the goddess got jealous and then turned her into that. Hmm. Essentially. That's one of the stories. I'll tell you what, though. I really wish there was a real monster called the Kraken. Because then it would literally justify my fear of the water. But can you imagine (laughs) if the Kraken is real and Megalodon is real and somewhere deep in the ocean they're duking it out? With Godzilla next to Giant squid are real, and Megalodon was real. So maybe somewhere really deep in the ocean, they're still out there. Did you know that they actually uh, they tagged a, uh, a massive great white shark back in like 2014, 2015 on the Discovery Channel? So the, they captured it, they tagged it, and then they released it, right? So they can track it and see, uh, like, um, not so much mate, like mating habits, I guess, uh, where it, uh, it shits out its babies and... Um, like what it does, you know, like uh, it's uh, what they what do they call it? Like um, territory where it travels and all that. And um, they caught the recorder yeah. back. It was found washed up on a, a beach. But when they re- evaluated the uh, uh, the um, the recordings, they found that this shark had swam out really deep into the water, and then all of a sudden dived down like super fucking deep, like deeper than most. Uh, great whites are known to die. Like it went down to the depths, like the dark depths. And then the the recording device kind of just popped back up and uh, washed up on a beach. Uh, but um, they're saying that the evidence, uh, what that implies is that either the shark was doing something out of the ordinary, like completely uh, abnormal from other sharks or great whites, or um, it was attacked and dragged down. So... We couldn't. So you're gonna. Well, all right, give me the number that you think that the megalodon uh, existing today or in the past. Yeah, Exist, existing. Ever. Okay, existing ever ten. We found teeth that uh, that's where the megalodon comes from. So how can you only give the kraken a three? Because a kraken is a crab tentacle monster. No, I'm talking about if it's a squid. Then if it's a squid. Uh, that's big enough to eat, uh, swallow up ships. I would give it a three because we have zero evidence of something ever existing that's that big. Okay. Now, what if I were to add, let's say it's not big enough to swallow a ship, but it was a giant colossal squid. Those, lot, those exist today, 50. and their range like 50 to 75 feet. So... The Kraken may the Kraken is a real thing, but the stories might have been exaggerated. Could you to agree with that? Biblical proportions. Okay. So we would say the Kraken was real, but the stories about it were fake. all fake. Yeah, because most of those Greek legends and stuff, they do kind of have like a moral to the story. I can get behind that. I can live with that. So you heard it here, guys, uh, here at Knowing the Unknown this week. Uh, the Black Shuck was a real thing that we believe happened out in England. And the Kraken was real, just blown out of proportion like everything else in the world. Uh, Kenny, do you have anything else you want to tell our viewers this week? Um, not really. I haven't got anything. I haven't got <laughs> anything tonight. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week, Stay guys, frosty. on Knowing the Unknown. 
stay frosty. You took that long to come up with stay yeah, frosty. Yeah, man. Stay frosty. Keep your eyes open for anything uh, abnormal going on around you. Uh, who knows? Maybe you'll spot one of these cryptids. Well, next week is actually our last week on the cryptids. We're going to wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. We're going to wrap it like up. And we may have something special. Like a body. Yeah. A body. You know, you wrap it up, SRAM wrap, then you do it in a, a carpet roll. All right. So next week, we're <laughs> going to finish up our cryptids. <laughs> Join us. It's going to be special. And uh, then we'll talk about what we're going to do after that. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Later. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of Knowing the Unknown. I'm Kenny Soto. And I'm Andrew Baxter. Join us next week as we continue to dig deeper into the secrets of the world.